Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda Series. Joining you every Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, yeah I'm good, TC. How's your weekend? How are you? Hot. Very, very hot. Um, it's actually a joke. I was looking at the weather and apparently it might hit late 30s at the end of the week. So next week, like, yeah. In London, apparently it's going to be hitting 40s. So... Yeah, uh, good luck with that, mate. Uh, <laughs> have fun. But, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a painful few. This is why I'm a winter person. You know, I'm just not about the sunshine at all. Give me rain and cold all day, every day over this disgusting heat. Um, but uh, good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we've got a few things to discuss. A lot of transfer news broke over the weekend. Uh, we kick off by talking about Lucas Paqueta. Uh, Leon attacking midfielder, of course, uh, linked with a number of clubs in the past, most recently Newcastle. Um, but Arsenal have apparently stolen a march on this and are pushing, is the report from Media Foot in France, which has have been verified by other sources as well. This seems genuine, Bailey. What do you think? For me, it doesn't really make sense. No, signed Fabio uh, Fiera. I think if Fabio didn't come in, I'd be mm. open for it. But now we have Fabio Fiera and Mayan Erdegaard. I think it's a transfer that. We have, we have, we need to focus elsewhere. I think there's bigger priorities that we need to address, and another attacking midfielder isn't really that, in my opinion. I think it would be better to go with a more defensive mind player, more of a box-to-box player. Of course, I think we've been linked to, of course, Milinkovic, Savic, uh, Yuri Tielemans. I think if we're going to sign Paqueta for around uh, 50 million, why don't we just go and sign Yuri Tielemans for 25? I think that makes sense. Of course, Renato mm-hmm. Sanchez went to uh, going to PSG for eight million pounds. I must say that that is also another bargain. But that is for a conversation for another day. But yeah, I think midfielders, there's better alternatives right now for what we're looking for. I don't think Paqueta is really that. I think we should look elsewhere in terms of more of a box-to-box or more of a defensive midfielder because we've signed Fabio Fierro. So why would we still say Paqueta is interesting? Yeah, uh, I mean, the latest kind of situation is that Arsenal haven't made any kind of offer for uh, Paqueta at the moment. They have an interest in the player. Uh, but uh, I love this comment from him where I says, Bailey wouldn't be saying this if it was Awa or Sanchez. I mean, what do you respond to that? I think he's got a good point. Listen, you leave, Umar, you leave my loyalties out of it, right? No, no, I wouldn't. If, of course, if it was 50 million or, or above, I'd say absolutely not. But as I said, Renato Sanchez, 8 million pounds, I don't know, around 13 million pounds. Can't go wrong. But, yeah, no, mm. we need to focus elsewhere for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, we know that defensive midfield, um, you know, central midfield, like the number eight role with also kind of some responsibilities and on the defensive side of things is is going to be really key uh, during this summer window. And if Arsenal don't manage to get those deals done, there is going to be quite rightly criticism because of that. The, the Martinez situation over the weekend, I think, has got to the point where Arsenal are certainly looking elsewhere. 60 million euros, Bailey, is what they want now. It's a, quite a start. Startling figure. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know what he has 
to for him to cost around 60 million being from the area de Vizier, I don't believe I can't remember a player who'd cost that much coming from the area de Vizier. Maybe Frank De Jong, yeah. but they've proved on the Champions League level at semi finals being youngsters, they had the potential, of course. So 60 million for for a um for a player who's you laughing at that love island comment, is that what you're laughing <laughs> yeah, at? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 60 million for a player who you could consider as unproven is absolutely ridiculous, and Ajax know. Uh, Man United and Arsenal in the middle one. I think they were loving this. They were licking their lips as soon as they found out Manchester United were also coming in because they know they're going to absolutely squeeze money out of the Premier League, rich Premier mm. League clubs to make sure they can get every single penny available. Yeah, if, look, if Man United ended up paying 60 million euros um, for Alessandro <laughs> Martinez, that would be quite the the overpayment. I, I saw a funny tweet over the weekend. I think it was some. I can't credit the person unfortunately but it was like if, if Eric Ten Hag wanted to work with so many Ajax players maybe he should have stayed with Ajax <laughs> instead of moving to Man United because it just seems like all he's trying to do is sign you know a Divisi players at the moment but uh, you know I kind of get where they're coming from you want to build that familiarity you know you look at Arteta bringing in Jesus who he's obviously worked with uh, in the past as well and we've been linked with Zinchenko now as well but at left back it seems that Arsenal's attentions have turned to Grimaldo at Benfica uh, reports in Portugal claiming that Arsenal are launching a 7 million euro bid. Quite the the step down in price. How much of a step down in quality do you think this is to someone like him? My issue is not the step down in quality. My issue is that it's a completely different profile hmm. to, to the left that we're trying to sign. Because Martinez, of course, can play centre-back. He's not the free-flowing left like Grimaldo is. Grimaldo is all attack, attack, attack. He likes to overlap, plays on the wing sometimes as well. Whereas mm. Martinez will be more reserved as he, of course, plays as a centre-back. So that is my only concern. I think the drop-off is unfair to say because Grimaldo has played left-back his whole career. He's played for Benfica, come through, the, of course, the La Masia Academy. He's also solid, but you can't really mm. compare Martinez, who, who's not a natural left-back. He hasn't really played left-back too much. That's where we wanted him to play, yeah. though, apparently. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. because he hasn't played there a lot. So comparing him to Grimaldo would be unfair with Grimaldo because that is his natural position. And I think I trust a more natural left-back rather than the player who has played his trade at left-back a few times. So. Mm. Yeah, Marcus says, how old is Grimaldo? He's 26, uh, I think. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going into his prime. It's not like it's a signing being made of, you know, someone in their latter years. It's 7 million euros of a 26-year-old that's a year left on his contract. So, I think it's a it's a bit of an interesting one. But Arsenal clearly want competition at left-back because they know that Kieran Tierney's injury issues have, have cost Arsenal in the past. They want a starting European-level uh, defender, which they believe Grimaldo to be. I need to do a little bit more research on the guy, I think, before having a, a, a full opinion on him. Uh, jumping into the chat box uh, a little bit, uh, Lynn says, what do you think about Vieira being one for the future, whereas Paqueta is one for right now? I disagree because Erdegaard is one for right now and Vieira mm. is one for the future. I think having three... Look, Paqueta is an excellent player, don't get me wrong, but just having those three when we have clear... There's clearly other priorities that we need to address. Maybe if we use Paqueta as a winger, he doesn't really play there, but if we do use him as the Rafinha um, alternative, then maybe there's an argument for that. But I don't think he's the right type of profile for that type of position. Also, of course, we need to target the fullback areas with, with the left-back left situation needing to be addressed and centre midfield again with a more defensive midfielder. So, no, progress at the moment, not really. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think that Vieira and what Odegaard are one year apart-ish, mm -hmm. one or two years. It's not that much of a difference between the two, between those two. Um Paqueta is a player that obviously would come in right now. I think that Arteta just wants a lot of options, to be honest. I think he wants to be able to rotate. I think he wants to be able to use the five substitutions. He's brought that up before. 
Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons as well um, why he wants kind of these players that can rotate. You're not dropping the quality, you're keeping fitness high and you're, you're bringing plenty of quality into the club. Um, moving on to our next topic and, and kind of final topic before we tackle more questions from the chat box. The players returning today uh, from international duty and extended holiday. We've got William Saliba, the big one, of course. You've got Aaron Ramsdale, Bakayo Saka, Granit Xhaka, Martin Odegaard. Lots of players that were, of course, away with their national sides and were granted that extended holiday. But Saliba stands out. I've already seen a picture circulating. He's in London taking pictures with fans, uh, which is great to see. You know, who would have thought that would be the case a year ago? Are you excited to see Saliba back and, of course, going on the US tour? Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's a complete new signing. It's like we've announced a new yeah. promising French defender. He's a French international, come from Marseille, and he's got amazing potential. That's what it feels like. It's like it's a surprise that is going to be coming on the US tour. I know fans are still panicking. So when they saw a picture of him, they're like, okay, he's in London. No, guys, he's part of the team. He's part of the squad. Of course, he's going to be on the US tour. I think um, now it's finally time for him to, to show his work. I think this will be a big pre-season and the hard work starts now in the Arsenal squad. Now players must show ahead of the new season why... They should be in Mikel Arteta's plans and the preseason games will be important because the squad is, there are competition for places in the squad now. I think of centre-back, you have Gabriel Magales, Rob Holding, Ben White and, and William Saliba, of course. Then you look at the mm. wing positions, you have Martinelli and Smith-Rowe. What's going to happen with Smith-Rowe? Smith-Rowe, a, ma- a massive preseason for him because if Arteta's looking to improve the attacking options with players like Lucas Paqueta, I don't think that, if I'm a Smith-Rowe, I'm worried. I am worried because... He's meant to be in Arsenal's number 10. That means more the attacking midfielder. But, of course, he's been used on the left because he's done excellent there last season. But then you have Gabriel Martinelli, of course. I mean, if you're looking to sign another winger, that means Smith-Rowe, once again, might drop down further down in the pecking order. So it's a big preseason mm-hmm. for him. Players like Reese Nelson also can improve, can improve themselves. But they have to compete. So today is where the real preseason starts because the squads are back together. Yeah, absolutely. But there's some interesting players that have also returned. Lucas Torreira is back. And over the weekend, uh, it became clear, thanks to Torreira's agent, that he's set to you know join up with the team and go on the US tour. I still can't see any way for him to return in terms of joining the squad for next season. And Arteta spoke on Friday after the game that, you know, there are players here, obviously, that his futures may not be with Arsenal next season, but everyone has the opportunity to fight and everyone will be given the chance to, you know, either, you know, be open to the idea of moving or staying. Is it a weird one, though? Because I've seen that, you know, Antonio Conte's left out some big players like Ndombele, etc., from the Spurs squad because they're going to move on. So why keep these players in if they're not going to be at the club next season? Because we can't, I don't think we can guarantee that, TC. I think it's at the end of the day, you're what you work. You're contracted by Arsenal. You're getting paid by Arsenal. So you why can Spurs be- guarantee it? Like Spurs can get Conte is so like you know set mm. on and Dombele leaving mm. and you're not leaving him out See, of the team. Absolutely. Why is it different? Clearly. Um, Conte has absolutely no plans for Ndombele and a transfer might be more likely. With Torreira, I believe, let's say we struggle to sign a midfielder, we might have mm. no choice but to play Lucas Torreira because at the moment our defensive midfield position is, is precarious with who we have there and the options we mm. could have there going into the start of the season. So it's always good to have Torreira, a player who, who will play for the team if he's not sold. And we've seen already Florentino tried to sign him it failed. Now we're looking at other Serie A clubs at the moment. It's being difficult. I know Jose Mourinho spoke to Torreira, but it was never managed to materialise there. And maybe Juventus might be able to, to, to take him, but it's not a guarantee. And if he doesn't leave, what's he going to do? We might as well use him. He's a good player. Hopefully, maybe, you never know, his Arsenal career could change, but I don't see that happening. I agree with BTC. I think it's done. But I think mm. Arteta just, want, just wants to be careful and still bring him onto the pre-season. So if there's space, 
I feel like you should bring him on. Conte can sometimes be a bit harsh. We don't need to follow the Tottenham model because the Tottenham model doesn't always work. So we don't need to follow in their footsteps. Let them do what they have to do because if they don't sign, if Ndombele does not lead the club, Ndombele is a very, very good player. Let's say Conte is not there at the end of the season. Let's say he leaves midway through. Suddenly, Ndombele does not have a preseason under his belt and he's just training with the under-23s when he's a very good player. So you never know what can happen. I think it's always good if there's space in a preseason tour, you bring your players. Fair enough. We will wait and see uh, what indeed does end up happening with Lucas Torreira. Let's take some questions from the chat box before we wrap up this morning's show. We'll be bringing you plenty more content, of course, throughout the week and coverage of the US tour. Our Arsenal uh, reporter, Kai Karnak, is out in the US and as far as I'm aware, going out there to to cover the game. So you'll get on the ground updates uh, from Football.London and the Arsenal way. We'll try and catch up with Kai whilst he's, of course, out there as well. So make Make sure that you are subscribed to get that content. Uh, let's jump into the chat then and answer some questions. Marcus says, if Torreira does go, we should use him as part of a swap with someone in Italy. But who, Q Bailey mentioning, Ozimen. Um, If you are going to swap him, I mean, you're looking at clubs like Lazio, like Roma, and I don't see too many players in those squads, really. Pellegrini I like at Roma and Zaniolo, but does Zanio really get into the Arsenal team at the moment? Probably not. Lazio, of course, we think of Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, but you're still going to have to pay a serious fee on top of Torreira to get him in. So do you think we can use him in a swap deal in Serie Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I remember uh, Marcus, funnily enough, I did do a piece on how we could use Torreira as a bargaining tool to try and bring in the seam hand, so you've read my mind perfectly there. But yeah... <laughs> In terms of that, yeah, as you've mentioned, DC, there's not really much players we can do that with. I know with interested in Tammy Abraham as well from Roma, maybe that could bring down the press ever so ever so slightly. But except from that, there's not really too many options. And I think swap deals are very unrealistic and, and that doesn't usually happen in football. I think it's very mm. rare because you need to agree for firstly Torreira to go to that club and they need to agree for the other player to come the opposite way and a fee needs to be agreed. And sometimes with Serie A clubs negotiating the press can be difficult. So yeah, I find that highly unlikely, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that swap deals are are very rare. You, you very rarely see straight swaps. Sometimes you see a player signed by one club and another club go the other way, but the money is usually different. It's not seen as kind of a straight swap. So it would be very difficult. Um, Powell, or Pavel says, uh, isn't Grimaldo too small for the prep? What do you make of that? Interesting. Yeah, I was going to potentially do a piece on this uh, today, looking at if we have Grimaldo... If we, yeah, very small. If we have Grimaldo and Cedric on both sides signed at the same time, that is a big, big problem because we're they, they can be targeted. They can be targeted. I know Cedric's not the tallest either. I believe he's around five nine, five eight, maybe even smaller than that. And Grimaldo on other other hand, other uh, side of the pitch at left back and right back, you can get targeted. You can get targeted, target strikers, big strikers can just pull off their centre backs, go towards the full backs, and Arsenal can be exposed. So it is a worry for me that. Tommy Yassi has to be fit if Grimaldo plays. That's simple as that. Just simple as that. Uh, Weedy Marley says, uh, whatever happened to Sander Berg, the links, he may not be a quality player uh, in the centre of midfield. I mean, they disappeared pretty quick. We were linked to him last summer and in January, but nothing happened. Do you think there's any scope for Sander Berger still at Arsenal? No, I think that ship uh, sailed. I think we're looking at other targets now. Of course, if we were to sign Sander, uh, Sander Berg, we would sign Yuri Tiedemann's ASAP, I think. So, mm, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. And sweet baby Jesus says, uh, Tom, if we were to sign Paqueta, do you think we would switch to a 4-2-3-1 to accommodate him in the 10 or stick with the 4-3-3 and play with two attacking-minded eights? I think that the latter is probably more likely. Um, 
you know, Paqueta and Odegaard playing together, Gabriel Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. I mean, that just sounds so exciting. If that was to be kind of a front five uh, as a possible, and then you've got, you know, either Patel Xhaka or Lacong or someone that could play six unless we sign someone. Maybe even Lucas Torreira, who knows? We'll see, end up in that position. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. There will be more content throughout the week and also today. Uh, unless I'm throwing Umar under the bus, I think uh, the interview of Galas should be out this afternoon. A very interesting debate with the former Arsenal, Chelsea and Spurs defender. Uh, it, yeah, it was a very interesting conversation. I implore you to check it out when it does indeed come out. So thank you for tuning in. Bailey, thank you so much, mate, as always. Thank you, TC, as always, and everyone in the comment section as well. Indeed, you'll be able to check out all of our written content throughout the day and week on football.london and continued coverage of Arsenal's pre-season as the guys step onto the plane this week to travel to the US to face Everton, Orlando City and Chelsea. Drop a like before you leave. It really does help us out and the channel. And a massive thank you for helping us reach 20,000 subscribers. We will see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.